Hi everyone, this is Ralph Russo from the AP. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among one of the most consequential stories ever covered by the Associated Press in its 170 year history. We've launched a new series as part of our Ground Game podcast, where I go inside the hard hit areas and all the places in between with the AP's global team of journalists as the world tries to stem the spread of the virus. What you're about to hear is an episode of that podcast. I encourage you to subscribe to Ground Game Inside the Outbreak on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. I want to remind everyone here in our nation's capital, especially in Congress, that this is not the time for politics. I'm Julie Pace. And I'm Ralph Russo. From the Associated Press, this is Ground Game Inside the Outbreak. Every day, Ralph will be bringing you coronavirus coverage straight from the breakout zones. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among the most dynamic and widespread story ever covered here at the AP. And we've got you covered from every part of the globe. Today, we're in Washington, D.C., And we're happy to be joined by Emily Swanson. She's AP's Director of Public Opinion Research. Emily, thank you for being with us. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And thank you both for joining me and answering a few questions. The AP, earlier this week, uh, a survey from AP Newark Center of Public Affairs was uh, released asking Americans how they thought public officials from their mayors to governors to the president are handling the coronavirus outbreak. We'll dig into those numbers and what conclusions can be drawn from them in such a fast moving story. So let me start big picture here again. Thank you both for joining me. Who are Americans giving good marks to on handling the outbreak? So broadly speaking, Americans are giving good marks to uh, their state and local governments. They tend to to trust what those governments are doing. They actually um, really strongly approve of the types of steps that a lot of state and local governments are taking, um, issuing things like stay-at-home orders, which there's actually wide backing for among the American public. And in fact, the poll found that people who were living in states that already had uh, stay-at-home orders when the poll began were especially likely to give high, high marks to their state governments for handling the issue. And I think that point that Emily makes there is really important because we've been in this discussion and kind of debate in Washington about what the states should do in terms of stay-at-home orders. And this poll was conducted just before some big states, including Florida and Pennsylvania, made the decision to issue those stay-at-home orders. And you know, it's worth noting that it's the states that have to make that decision. The federal government can make recommendations. They can say, this is what we think would keep the coronavirus from, from spreading. But ultimately, that authority rests in, in the states. And I think it's really interesting and gives you a real picture into, I think, how Americans are processing this, that the majority of Americans actually supported those kind of strict orders as an effort to try to slow the spread of the virus. Okay, so there's a conventional wisdom that during times of national crisis, people rally around the flag. And that tends to mean who rallying around whomever is in the White House. What did the poll numbers say about that? So the poll found that 44% of Americans approve of the job that President Trump is doing overseeing the pandemic. That's actually really similar to his overall approval rating, which stands at 43%. 
that's on the higher end of what his approval rating has been at kind of throughout his presidency. There's been relatively only a narrow band that he's his approval ratings have fluctuated within. And this is really on the high, high end of that. But it's really remarkable what you're seeing here in terms of people's responses being totally in line with their partisanship um, and his, his overall approval ratings um, as this crisis continues and also specifically his handling of this situation itself. Emily, you made an important point there, and I, I hope you can maybe explain for our listeners a, a little bit more what we're saying here, because there's been a lot made over the last couple of days about Trump's approval rating in the middle of this crisis. A lot of people saying his approval ratings are up, his approval ratings are, you know, are, are at historic levels for him. You know, it sounds like what we're saying is, yes, his approval ratings are on the high end for where he has been during his presidency, but... Those approval ratings are still putting him below 50%. Less than half of Americans approve of the job he's doing both overall and in dealing with coronavirus. Yeah, that's exactly right. The exact numbers do vary a little bit from poll to poll, um, but definitely what you're not seeing is sort of exactly what what Ralph was mentioning, which is this rally around the flag. You know, um, in in the days after um, 9-11 happened, this is a great example of this. George W. Bush's approval ratings were through the roof. Um, the vast majority of Americans suddenly had a positive opinion of how he was handling his job. People tend to want to rally around a strong leader in times of crisis. And, and you're not seeing that to nearly the same extent that you usually do in terms of Trump's approval for handling the coronavirus outbreak. So let's stick with that and also maybe circle back a little bit on the idea that some local public officials, governors and mayors may be getting good marks here. When you talk to maybe some some ordinary folks, people who are answering these these surveys, what are you gleaning from sort of what makes a strong leader? In other words, what have maybe a governor like Andrew Cuomo, who seems to be doing pretty well as far as uh, the public perception of him in New York and where I live, in the state where I live, as opposed to maybe President Trump or other leaders who aren't scoring as high? What, what are people looking for in that leadership that maybe is showing up in one end, but maybe not on the other? Yeah, that's a great question. We talked to a lot of people who took the survey, and I think we heard a couple of consistent themes when they talked about leadership. Certainly from the state level, there was a real priority put on transparency, kind of leveling with people, you know, how many cases there are in the state, what the state is doing, um, and being honest about what is going to have to happen in order to contain the spread. And that's where I think, you know, President Trump, this is just anecdotally, but I think President Trump um, has struggled a little bit. If you look at what he was saying just just a few weeks ago, it was a much sunnier picture. He was talking about the country, the economy being open again by Easter, by April 12th. And now, of course, we know that that's been extended till the end of the month. So people seem to be really willing to give their leaders credit for being honest, even when that information is really difficult right now. And certainly, again, you know, a bit anecdotal, but certainly leaders who have been proactive in just overall communication. We know Andrew Cuomo has been doing daily briefings out in the West, you know, Jay Inslee in Washington State, Gavin 
Gavin Newsom in California also have been uh, really proactive in communicating. Andy Bashir in, in Kentucky is another who is getting good marks for his communication. President Trump, though, is doing a five o'clock most days briefing at the White House. Some of these are going more than two hours long. I do think the question is how valuable and how accurate some of that information is is from the podium. And I think you know how people view that will certainly play into his overall approval rating in, in the coming weeks and months. Our survey also asked Americans what they thought of last week's massive trillion-dollar rescue bill passed rather quickly by Congress. How did the bill and certain facets of it do in polling? Yeah, so the poll actually found that many elements of that law that was passed are overwhelmingly popular. Um, in particular, uh, you know, just crazy high levels of support, nine in 10 Americans supporting funding to small businesses, also funding to hospitals, about eight in 10 supporting uh, lump sum payments made to Americans, really high support for suspended evictions and foreclosures, increased unemployment benefits, uh, suspended student loan payments, all of those things, especially those things aimed at individuals, small businesses, hospitals, were really overwhelmingly popular in a way that you don't necessarily often see in American politics, sort of going back to what we were discussing earlier about uh, these partisan reactions to what's going on. The things that were a little bit more controversial were, for example, payments to airlines. Um, Opinions were really divided on that. 36% said that they were in favor and 32% opposed with the remainder just sort of not really having an opinion on that, on that particular piece of things. And, and it, it lines up very closely to something else that we saw in the survey, which is that Americans are really concerned about the impact of this virus on the national economy in particular, the impact on small businesses, they're much less concerned about the impact on larger corporations. So with a, such a fast moving story, and this is more of a question about the value of polling and what can be, what kind of insight can be drawn from polling. But with such a fast moving story like this, what are the challenges of trying to gain a little insight from these type of poll results. Yeah, there there are a lot of challenges to this. Um, in particular, I mean, one one challenge that we have is actually that President Trump has changed his messaging on this several times, um, which makes it difficult to to keep up with with opinions on what he's doing. I think that you know some something that we're doing uh, is actually doing trying to do more frequent polling on this. We'll be coming back to this in just a couple of weeks. Um, and looking at a lot of these same things to see how things are changing. We're also, for example, uh, you know, like we said earlier, we were looking at states where shelter-in-place orders had been put into effect earlier rather than later. And we did look at it in terms of who had a shelter-in-place order at the beginning of the survey, because that, that was the best way to sort of break down what people were experiencing at the time that they took the poll. But I think that it's it's also really important for us to to get this information from people to understand how they're reacting to all of this, um, how they're experiencing it. Certainly, certainly there are challenges to doing it and making sure that it's up to date. But um, I think that the information that we get out of this is really valuable. And, you know, we talk in political polling a lot about how these are snapshots 
right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at, you know, in, in politics, you know, at how people view, you know, the horse race between two candidates at a moment in time. And I think we can look at this kind of polling in the same way. This is a snapshot of how people felt, you know, during this period of time. And on a story like this, where we do expect that we're going to be living with coronavirus and, and stay-at-home orders and all kinds of things like that for quite some time, I do think it's important to have these markers to see how people's views change. I mean, we talk about the economy a little bit, too. I think that's another area of this story that is going to be so fast moving and to be able to see how people feel right now about the state of the American economy versus in two months when we might see the jobless claims, you know, skyrocket far higher than they are now when we see local communities really trying to grapple with the impact of that. I do think it's it's important to know, you know, where we stood at this point, even if that changes in, in two or three weeks. So, Julie, one last question for you. I want to draw on your knowledge as a political reporter. You made mention a little bit before about sort of the divide between Republicans and Democrats. We are living in such polarized times. Again, sometimes a crisis, a tragedy even, will draw the country together. When you look at these polling numbers, do you see any sense that we are being drawn together a little more or are we still as polarized as ever? You know, the only point where you see some indication of people being drawn together is at the approvals for state and local governments, where you've got both Republicans and Democrats feeling positively about those local officials. You don't see that, though, around President Trump. And I think, you know, it speaks to just how divisive he is, that even in a pandemic, even in this real crisis moment, you know, you don't see Democrats giving him the benefit of the doubt, and you don't see any Republicans moving away from him at this point, raising questions about, you know, his response. I do think that those are numbers you're going to want to watch, particularly in an election year. I think this is the biggest test of his presidency. And it will be a story, even if the numbers don't move at all, that even in the middle of a pandemic, Republicans stayed in lockstep with him and Democrats did not rally behind him. That even remains a, a story. But it is just a sign of how, how polarized we are as a country, but particularly how divisive a figure he has been as president. Julie Pace, Emily Swanson, thank you very much for joining me today on Inside the Outbreak. Uh, and hopefully we'll get back to something of uh, this type of subject in a few weeks when another poll comes out, because I think it will be interesting to see how this thing tracks going to, especially in an election year. Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. That's it for this episode of Ground Game. With both a pandemic and a campaign to keep an eye on, we'll be here every step of the way, giving you all the news you need to know. Be sure to tell a friend about us, and please, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Some of the details of our discussion may have changed by the time you hear this. For up-to-date developments on all of your news, head over to apnews.com. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 